0: Hallelujah. Next level men's ministry. Our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to connect, grow, get free, and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this. We refuse to go back, give up, or plateau. We will rise and be the champions we were created to be. That's what we're about. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm a champion. Hallelujah. Say, look at that. I say, I'm a world changer. I'm a soul winner. Hallelujah. Ah, Hallelujah. God is good. Yeah, you you received a paper there in your chair when you came in, and we're going to read our statements of faith uh, as a a men's ministry. And uh, these are just things that we live by and and things that, that I want to get into each one of our hearts to change how we live. And that's what meditating the Word is all about. That's what getting the Word into your heart to where it changes how you live. It's not just like, I come to church or, or I read the Bible. No, the word is to get into your heart and is in, in order to direct the, the course of your life, amen? And so these are kind of words that we live by as, as a men's ministry, so just read these with me. Step up, be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy, reject passivity. Refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out, silence in the midst of sin is a sin be courageous, fear God, not man, speak the truth in love, stand strong, don't give in when you're challenged, attacked, or criticized, above all, refuse to compromise, stay humble, vigilance against pride, get the log out of your eye, don't think less of yourself, think of yourself less, serve the king, seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness, hope in the eternal, and live for a greater reward. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Kenny, while we were doing that, I just I, I want you to give a testimony about soul winning. Put you on the spot.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. what? Is this thing on? There it is. You know what? We all have the ability to do it. Every one of us. Uh, speak out. Silence in the midst of sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Okay? So, we all have a right hand. Hi, what's your name? Fred, my name is Kenny. Where are you from, Fred? Hey, praise God, and me too. Fred, I got a question for you. If something happened to you tonight or 50 years from now, are you sure you'd go to heaven? Why? There you go. That's the answer we're looking for. Amen. Right. All right. Amen. All right. Now you would be surprised. Well, maybe you wouldn't be out on the street. The answers we get, well, I've never raped, pillaged, or plundered. So of course I'm going to heaven. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. All right. Okay. Yes. You wanted to test them on. That's just what we do on the street. Okay. That's just what I do out, out on the street. It's that easy. Okay. Was, me and Terry, it had been rain, it rained all last week, so me and my wife were in Sprouts, and I and I walked around Sprouts with her for as long as I possibly could.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's not a lot there, okay? You only eat so many nuts. Out of <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: they call that stealing, by the way. <laughs> but you
0: know, hey. so many free cups of little coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: so I went over and I was on my phone. I'm playing Pac-Man. All right. And they got a little coffee shop there, a little sitting area. It's really not a coffee shop. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and I'm playing Pac-Man. And about five minutes in, this girl comes over, and she sits behind me. Okay, so about another, within about another five minutes, the Holy Ghost is ministering to me, going, you got to talk to this girl. Okay, great. So, And she was maybe 18, 19 years old, Max. She says, uh, or I said to her, I said, it's pretty wild out there, it, Right? She goes, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I said, are you still in school? She goes, yeah, I'm a senior this year. I said, so are you afraid? Well, you know, it's kind of just weird right now. I said, well, let me let me ask you a question. If something happened to you, are you sure you'd go to heaven? And she kind of dropped her face and, and smiled. And she says, you know, in the last two weeks since I started my job next door at the cafe right there by Sprouts, mm-hmm. she says, uh, uh. Everybody's been telling me how much Jesus loves me. And a lady came in yesterday and gave me a Bible. I said, well, praise God. I said, so are you sure that you would go to heaven? She said, I'm not. I said, well, let's pray. Let's pray this prayer. And So I got to lead her in salvation. And, and so then when I told her, I said, look, we've just seen the Bible in action here. Because the Bible says that some plant... Some water and God gets the increase, and God just got the increase here. But that's what's that's what had been going on with that little girl the last two weeks. And she had been had run across several Christians had run across her path. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, there's timing and everything, but you know, the, this is the day for salvation Amen. today's the day for salvation. It's great to let people know that God loves them, but my gosh. Take that next step. Amen. It's really easy. Yeah. It's really easy. Yeah. It's really easy. Amen.
3: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you Kenny
1: for sharing that. that. Hallelujah.
3: Oh, Hallelujah.
0: Oh, you know, and it's just the fact a part of our vision at Heritage it's about we're about experience with God. We're about equipping people with the word and we're about engaging people to influence the world. You know, it's not just enough for you to to come here and experience God or you to receive the word of God, but it's it's you. It's each one of us doing our part and influencing someone's life. You know, and the Lord gave me this definition for influence years ago, and he said, influence is the power and the authority to affect, alter, or change something. You have the power of influence. Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world. That means we have something in us. That has the ability to affect, to heal, to preserve, to strengthen, to sweeten, to 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 equip the lives that we that we come in contact with, and I love the aspect of it. Just starts with a conversation. It just starts with a conversation. So I encourage you have conversations. You know, I want more and more men to come to this meeting, but more and more families to come to this church based, based on not because they're, they, you know, they, they see us online or... They, no, but because of you and your testimony and just your, your Jesus on the inside of you touching touching something in their lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word tonight? Yes. Amen. Thank you once again, Kenny, for let me put you on the spot. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12... We started off in January talking about, you know, uh, about breaking the mold and, and that we're, we're called to be greater than, more than. Last month we talked about um, decisions, be, making, making decisions, making a decision that if we're going to be great, if we're going to do extraordinary things, we have to make a decision. And uh, this week, we're, this month, we're gonna, I'm talking about traps, traps, avoiding traps. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants us to be not conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed. Meaning, we're to break out of the mold of the way this world does things, the way that everyone else does things, we're to li- be different. We're to love different. We're to, we, we're to operate in our finances different. We're to we're to we're to talk different. We're to walk different. You know, we're we're to we're to uh, uh, have different kind of peace on the inside of us. We're to have a, a different kind of joy on the inside of us. We're we're to be different. We're to break the mold of the natural way that things are done. Why? Because God is on the inside of us. Because God came on the inside of us, and we are being transformed more and more into His image. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now now tonight, as I begin, I'm gonna I want to read something I wrote out today. Because I want to paint a picture of something. It says, I want to convey a story, not a fable, but one that's real, captivating, and one that needs to enlighten us to the power of our decisions. Now get this, you walk into a palace and there's this celebration, you're just visiting, so you're not quite sure what all the hype is about, and as you look around, what comes into view is a man being led in chains to the center of a promenade. But yet just moments ago, there were cheers and shouts were made for the rulers or maybe the celebrities of that time when they were introduced. But now you hear whispers, you hear laughter and you hear ridicule as everyone points and looks on at the man being led to the center of the promenade. Quickly, you hear report of the past of this man that doesn't quite fit the the picture of what you see. Almost if the man you see were living that of a lie. This man, a judge of Israel, this man killing a lion with his hand, this man taking out masses with the jawbone of an animal. The image you see doesn't compute with the history that's been replayed. You see a man that was just pulled from, a grind, from grinding at the mill, slumped over, dirty, tired, broken. As he looks up, you have to look away because you see the empty dark sockets where eyes used to be, eyes at one time that were wide, bright, shining, that always possessed a sense of confidence. If a man can be deceived, a man can be conquered. You see, here, here's Samuel, Samson, the, the, the judge of Israel. He, he, was a, he was a loner, per se. There's not too many people that followed him. He, he, he was, but yet God had called him to do, do something for the children of God. But yet, because he was deceived, he was conquered. And you know what, you know what you, we, we may look at Samson and saying, well, man, I'm, I don't want my life to end up like that. So the, what we have to question ourselves, will we allow deception to put out our eyes? Will we allow deception to steal our strength? Will we allow the traps of the enemy to hold us captive to grinding a mill? You see, as I, as I think about this story, and I think about the aspect that they put his eyes out. Man, what you know in that time this was, in that time this was a this was a thing that was written by other stories and myths from other gods about about why they would take their eyes out. And bottom line, it had to do it had to do with humiliation and it had to do with no vision. You see, when when we give into traps or we allow the enemy to deceive us, it it, it causes us to not be able to see in the distance because all you can see is your moment of of weakness all you can see is the season of your failure and you're blinded to everything else why because deception has trapped you and when deception traps you its intent is to eventually conquer you you know, I, I remember years ago when we—I was meeting with a few men uh, a couple weeks ago, and and we were talking about uh, some things about about pornography, and we were talking about traps that are that are set, and and they're subtle, and they're and they're simple, they're they're easy. You know, the enemy—he said in, in Genesis that he's crafty, he's he's a serpent, he's more subtle and crafty than any other animal, and 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 you know, he 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 likes to get in there. He knows the buttons to press, he knows the images to show, he knows how to get in into into your into your I like psyche so to speak to know how to push your buttons and and I remember as we were talking and 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 it came up and I I started telling a story that that you know when it was in the nineties and 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 internet had just started and 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 I wasn't you know that familiar with the internet and I had a friend of mine's computer and and you know I, I and I typed in one word. And and the word was the word was passion. I was uh, you know I, I you know I had I heard a worship group named Passion and and I didn't really know much of what that because I was used to this other type of worship and I typed in the word passion and and you know, Louis Giglio passion one day you know and I I'm putting in passion well well all of a sudden all these other things started coming up with passion. And so, and so I wasn't really familiar with the internet at that time, although I had battled pornography, you know, from when I was 13 years of age. And, and here I am now a Christian. And, and all of a sudden it was, I, I clicked on something and the next thing, you know, it took me to something else. And the next thing it took me to something else. And the next thing it took me to something else. And the next thing it took me to something else. And, and the next thing I know, I'm going to bed and I'm thinking about that and thinking, okay, well, how can I get back on his computer again? How can I, you know, it's just little by little. And my intent was never to look at pornography. My intent was my intent was I want to find out what who this worship group passion is and and so and and so and so here you know, better is one day in your courts. that's all I wanted to know, you know, and that's all I wanted to find out and and you know and and it ended up being in another court and you know and and so so and the thing was is you know I didn't know anything about computers either you know and and so here I didn't know that computers had histories and and my gracious roommate you know he he came up to me and he and he said, um, "Do you do you know computers have histories?" I was like, "What, what are you talking about, Willis?" <laughs> like, <laughs> history? What do you mean a history is? It's like the encyclopedia. We history? He goes, "Well, I, you know, I went on my computer and I, some of these things popped up, and I, I just and, and and but the way he handled it was he protected me, but also at the same time, it revealed deception that I'd given into." And the thing is, is if you can be deceived, you can be conquered. And, and, it's, and it's some of the enemy. The enemy is always out to bring deception because he wants to conquer you. He, he doesn't want you to ever talk to a woman in Sprouts. I mean, witness to a woman in Sprouts. Let me get that right. <laughs> He, he, doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you to go to your neighbor and pray for them. He doesn't want you to, to, to show up in church and get involved. Why? Because, because what happens when I talk about those hidden things, those deceptions, it will keep you from stepping out and doing what God's called you to do. It will take out your eyes, so to speak. And it'll cause you to grind at a mill, going round and round and round, battling the same things, dealing with the same things, and never getting out of that cycle and, and being the leader, the judge of Israel you were always meant to be. All because of deception. All because of deception. Once you're deceived and distracted... The enemy can dislocate you from your path. And if you're diverted, then destruction's only a matter of time. It's a fact that Satan comes immediately to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. That's the enemy. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, he did it in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. Tried to deceive them out of what they already were. They were already made in God's image. But he said, said well, God just doesn't want you to be like him. But Jesus, in, in, in Luke chapter 4, he's, right after Jesus comes up out of the water and hears a voice from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What's the first thing that happened after that? It said he went into the wilderness. And what did, the, what did Satan do? He goes, if you be the son of God, the enemy's always going to come to you to deceive you out of what you already are and what God's told you you are. If you can be deceived, you can be conquered. In the moment of deception, an obvious idea can seem like something that's logical and reasonable. <laughs> Let me say it again. In the moment of deception, an obviously bad idea can actually seem logical. What You're deceived. It, it, this is a great idea. And if you told someone else that, you'd be like, you are kid. You're going to give up your whole life for that. You're going to give up your whole life for, for 10 to 15 minutes of pleasure. You're going to give up. Every, it, it, it's, it's something that in the natural, you're deceived. In, and all of a sudden you think that this is some sort of great idea. But yet it seems like, why? That's deception. The world we live in paints a picture. Whether it's alcohol, marijuana, pornography, they're harmless. Everybody's doing it. It's good for you in reality. Yet in, the, in the reality, it's destroying families. It's destroying marriages. It's destroying purposes. It's destroying jobs. I, I remember a gentleman coming to me a year, uh, about five years ago, and he doesn't go to church here anymore. And um, he he was doing some things uh, while he was at work um, on on the computer, and and he and he came to me and was all upset at his boss for the disciplinary action that they took, and he was like, "Well, I was just, it was just this." It was just this these couple times, you know, and, and here they have cut my pay, they've cut my hours, and all these things, and I was like I was like, wait a minute, I was like, you, I, I, you know, I I feel for you and I understand where you're at, but you have to understand is is this was something on company time, and if you're going to make a bad decision in that, what are you going to do when you're when you're controlling millions of their dollars? And I said, "What you need to do is you need to get your heart right and follow through with what they're asking you to do, and humble yourself." He didn't want to hear it. He was like, "I've been here at this company for twenty six years, and this is how they're treated." No, I was like, "I was like, this is this is part of the what happened." But he thought it was just no big deal. And then I was like, "Well, what about your wife? What about your family? What about what about he had a minister? What about your ministry?" And that that none of that concerned. The only thing he got upset because he cut his pay. I was like, "But you can't see how this." And here, five years later, try, didn't want, didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to, and now they're, they're not even married. It's deception is deception, and it will conquer you. As I said on Sunday in Hosea chapter four, verse ten, let's, let's look at that real quick. good for us to put our eyes on this. So a lot of times, you know, people have the mentality, well, you know, drinking's not too bad. You know, it's just a little bit here, a little bit there. It's it's all all good. Hallelujah. Like I said, it's little by little. Hosea chapter 4 says, Verse 10 says, For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. It takes away the heart. It it takes away your ability to make right decisions and right choices. To see success as a man of God, a father, a husband, we have to guard ourselves from the tricks and the traps that would keep us back. Let's go to James chapter one. James chapter one. Now I don't preach this from, as the fact that I'm, I'm some sort of perfect person. I'm arrived. I, I preach this as, a, this as a person that's been through. Things that have been delayed in my life. I preach this from a position of, of Lord, I, w- I want to keep people from going through things that I went through. James chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Verse 14. Actually, verse, uh, let's do verse 13. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. Now you say, oh, God's tempting me with that pornography. No, he's not. God's just seen, no, he's not. Well, God's just tempting me with liquor. No, he's not. Oh, he's, he's just tempting me with them women. No, he's not. No, the enemy's trying to destroy your life. The enemy's enemy's not trying to see what you're made of to see if you'll give in or not give in. No, the enemy wants to take you out. He wants to keep you from being the best you can be. He wants to keep you from being a voice for him. He wants to keep you from having vision. He wants to keep you from being a force and a leader in your home and a leader in your family. He wants to keep you back from what what you're called to be says, so let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil. And he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed and baited by his own evil desires. So if, if I'm being tempted in an area, is because, because I'm being baited because of my own evil desires. And, and, and what we need to do is, is, is not take the bait. I left something in my. Office. I had I had some of those 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 rat traps, those sticky traps, you know. And I wish I had one to everyone and take home and you can put it on your counter and you know your wife. What is that for? You don't need to know, honey. <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> you know, don't step in. Don't step a step on the sticky tape. <laughs> you know, don't don't step there. Don't go there. Don't don't take the bait. Don't, don't even don't even don't even go there. Because it says, it's, we're drawn away. And, and, that, and that drawn away, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the devil standing there in a, with a pitchfork and a, and a red suit with horns and say, hey, I'm, you want to follow me? No, no, no that he, you're drawn away. You're led away. It's something that's subtle. It's kind of like you're walking here, and all of a sudden you see something over here, and you kind of look for a little bit, then you look a little bit, then you look a little bit, and next you're like, say what? And the next thing you know you're you're way off track why because because you were drawn away because because something something in your heart you may not have dealt with yet because yeah. you're drawn away by your it says your evil desires yeah. Yeah. meaning there's some things in your heart that you may not have dealt with That's good. That's good good. Hallelujah Verse 15, then the evil desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully matured, brings forth death. When it's fully matured, it brings forth death. You know, I think it was Romans 3, it talks about the wages of sin is death. 6.23, thank you, sir. The wages of sin is death. And so, you know, I had this, this, this mentality sometimes, well, well, you know, you're not going to die if you do that. You're not going to die. No, the wages of sin are death. Well, I didn't die when I did that, but what died around you? You know, maybe, maybe a little more of conviction of the Holy Spirit that, you know, that, I call it the scratching on the inside of your heart. And you, you ignore that. Well, well, the next time it's a little bit quieter. Well, the next time it's a little bit quieter. The next time it's a little bit quieter. Maybe a little more of your purpose died. Maybe a little bit more of your, your convictions died. Maybe a little bit more of your strength died. Something died. Because it says, it says here, it says that when the evil desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully matured, brings forth death. Mean the the end result of of giving in to these these fleshly things ultimately is to destroy your life. The enemy wants to destroy your life. He doesn't want you being anointed. He doesn't want you walking in the fullness of the power of what God's called you to be. You know, if we go back to even with, with, with Cain and Abel, you know the, the God's trying to get get his attention, and he's saying, "Look, get a hold of this." Get a hold of this. And he even tells me, he goes, Look, he goes, Sin is crouching at the door. And he says, And he says, Are you going to, don't let him have you? I mean, he's right there and, he, and he's speaking to you. He's talking to you. See, it's the power of suggestion. The enemy's going to come. Vic talked about that, 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 that was, that's the spiritual world last night. And it's those, those suggestions, those, well, just, just do this, or, or just do that, or, or, or just look at that, or, or why, don't you, why don't you flip to that channel? We'll, we'll just flip by, you won't look too long, just, you know, just, just scroll by real fast, we'll go back, okay, we'll go north, we'll go south, and we'll, okay, well, I didn't really see it too much. You know, back in the old days, they had, they had, like, the, the pay-per-view, and it was all, like, mixed, mixed up, Scrambled. As a little kid, I'm trying to find, what, is, what are they doing? What, what is that? Why? Because there was evil desires in my heart that needed to be dealt with. And it was leading me in a path that I didn't need to be on. Thank you, Father.
3: Hallelujah.
0: No man becomes immoral without first becoming immoral in thought. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. did I say Romans 7? I'm sorry, Proverbs 7. Proverbs 7. Make note of this on your paper there, Proverbs 7, verses 5 through 24. I don't have time to read all these. For the way of man Oh sure, we're just sticking together here. Verse thirteen. So she caught him and kissed him, and with a prudent face she said to him, Sacrifices of peace peace offerings were due for me. This day I paid my vow. So I came forth to meet you, that you might share with me in the feast for my offering. Diligently I sought your face, and I found you. I spread my couch with rugs and cushions of tapestry with striped sheets of fine linen of Egypt. I perfume my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us console and delight ourselves with love, for the man is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He's taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With much justifying and enticing argument, she persuades him. This is how the enemy works. With justifying and enticing argument, she persuades him. With the allurement of her lips, she leads him and forces him along. Suddenly, he yields and follows her reluctantly like an ox moving to the slaughter, like one in fetters going to the correction to be given to to a fool, or like a dog enticed to the food to the muzzle, till a dart of passion pierces and flames his vitals. Then like a bird fluttering straight into the net, he hastens, not knowing that it will cost him his life. Listen to me now, therefore, O you sons, and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart incline towards her ways. Do not stray into her paths. Now now get that. Let not your heart incline towards her ways. Verse for she has cast down many wounded, Indeed, all her slain are a mighty host. Her house is the way of Sheol, Hades, the place of the dead, going down to the chambers of death. All because someone was led away by words. Led away, being enticed away, and being persuaded. That's how the enemy operates. That's how the enemy works. He has the power of suggestion. There's a lot of myths and lies that the the enemy will will play. And I could talk about anger. I could talk about a lot of these different things. The root of all sin, I believe, is selfishness. I believe that's the root of it's doing our own thing, going our own way. But there's myths and lies, and I want to I read some of these to you. All my friends are into porn. Some of your friends are, but not all. It's definitely not as cool as they make it out to be. Sneaking around and sitting at a computer late at night isn't very high on the cool list. It's my private thing. It won't hurt anyone else, but eventually it will catch up to you. Pornography messes up your dating relationships, friendships, and it will hurt your future marriage. Well, it's just entertainment. Entertainment is cartoons, video games, or good movies. Porn will make you do things you never thought you would do. Entertainment doesn't make you lie and sneak around feeling guilty and shameful. Well, a little bit won't hurt me. If you're dabbling in pornography, chances are... The dabbling will happen more and more often. Even so often, it turns into every day. When is the last time you ate just one gummy bear? Exactly. Porn is like candy. You can't have it once without going back for more. Another myth that the enemy gives. I will never get rid of porn. You totally can be free from this. It takes some courage to own up and say you're into some stuff you shouldn't be. But it's worth it. Your positive attitude and determination on beating this is key. Being a man can be tough because temptation is everywhere. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. It's going to be two more scriptures. Maybe three. 1 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> you actually make note of verses 5 through 22. So I don't have time to cover all these.
3: Hallelujah. So just do verse 13.
0: There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able, but will with temptation always make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. This is verse 13. Therefore had no temptation taken to you, but what such as common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be. Now we know God doesn't tempt any man, so we know this isn't a temptation coming from him. But with the temptation, also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, with understanding this aspect is, is you, you don't escape just escape temptation, but it's where you run to. You know, it's not just casting down every imagination, but it's filling your imagination with the right things. It's not, it's not just, it's not just it, 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 that's why you, you cast down imaginations, but you have to renew your mind. You know, I, that I used to, when I would battle things in my mind, you know, I'd be casting down every imagination. that it, You know, cast, I cast that imagination down. I cast those thoughts down. I cast those images down. I cast that down. And I kept doing that. And I was like, feel like I was, I was like, man, I feel like a broken record. I'm like, what's going on here? He says, he goes, because you're not appropriating the scripture correctly. And he said, it's, it's casting down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So I had, to, I had to know what is my knowledge of God. So I'm not just casting down imaginations or casting down these deceptive thoughts, but I'm having to replace it with the right thoughts. I had to replace it with the knowledge of God. My knowledge of God is this, that he is Jehovah Makedesh. He is my sanctifier. He has sanctified me out of darkness and brought me into a kingdom of light. He has separated me. He, is, he has chosen me. He, you know, I, I, have, I have been separated and sanctified by the grace of God and the work of the Holy Spirit. My knowledge of God is this. And so anytime I was battling things in my mind, I had to go to the word. I had to run to the word. I had to run to the word. See, it's not just, it's not just escaping temptation, but it's running to something else. It's not just I'm trying to get out of temptation. No, I need to run to something else. I need to go to the right thing. I had to go to the word. What does the word say about this? What is your word says? Your word says that I'm a child of God. Your word says that I have the mind of Christ. Your word says that you have given me the Holy Spirit to show me things that come. You you have given me your word. You have given me life and life more abundantly. I don't live a life that takes me down that direction. My knowledge of God is this, that he is Jehovah Sikano. He is my righteousness, And because of that, I have a right to be filled, right to be healed, a right to be whole. I have a right to think right thoughts. And so and so you have but see it's not just casting down thoughts. No, you have to place the right things within your thinking because you have a conscious and your mind was made to think. And your conscious is going to go in the direction of what you fill it with, whether whether a good conscious or a bad conscious. And it's going to be based on what you fill it with. And see, the world around us is constantly putting things into your conscience. It's okay. Oh, it's it's okay for that. It's okay with that. Next thing you know, you have you have. I mean, I don't I don't think it's around anymore. But but you have like that, that show. It would be like wife swap, you know. And there's 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 swapping. You know, for, I'm like seriously. I mean, it's like this. That's not how marriage was supposed to be. You know, and next thing you know, you're seeing things on television and seeing things that you wouldn't even do in your own life. But but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. What? It's feeding your conscious. It's feeding your conscious. It's desensitizing you to certain things. It's okay. I'll just look one time. I'll, I'll just look one time. And the next thing you know, it's two times. It's three times. And that's how the deception happens. Right.
4: Okay. So when you get victory over, what does that look like? Tell us what
0: victory over it
1: looks like.
0: Oh, freedom. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not even a thought. It's not even. It's not even a. It's not even a direction. No. It's. It's not even a thing where. Where it's like you know what? Because I know. I know what that did to me. I know what it did to me. I know what it did to me. I know what, did I know what alcohol did to me. I. I know what drugs did to me. I know what it took from me. I know what it stole from me. And, so, and so, so the thing is, is the enemy wants you bound in this box around that mill, so to speak, like Samson. And knocking your eyes out. But I'm telling you, you were made for more than that. You were made for more than that. Um, hold your place in 1 Corinthians. Actually, go to 1 Corinthians 6. So I'm probably going to close with that. And go over to Judges 16. Judges 16. And I didn't even start with my joke tonight, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) Now, I I want to encourage you to read um, in your notes there. Write down uh, Judges chapter 14 through, all the way through 16, for you can read at another time. I don't have time to take you th- these four areas where he, where Samson was tempted, but look at verse look at verse sixteen, Judges sixteen sixteen. And when she pressed him day after day with her words and urged him, he was vexed to death. Now this is how they pressed him day after day with her words. And urged him. So think that there was there was four temptations that she came with to him. One had to do with just seven bow strings, and then it was just one string. And then it was like, "Well, just braid my hair." You know, he got he got slowly and slowly he got to where the issue, where, where his the root of his power was. And finally, the first time when she pressed him and pressed him, he finally told her where where his strength was found. She says, "If I shaved, then my strength will go from me, and I will become weak and be like any other man." I don't know about you, but I don't want to be like any other every other man. I don't want to be like every other man. I don't want to be like every other man. I I, I don't I don't want my wife to be married to just like every other man. I, I I don't I don't want to be compared to well, he's just like every other man. I I don't want that said about about me. I don't want that said about me. I want my wife to be proud of, of who she's married to. I know proud is not necessarily a good thing, but she's 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 honored to 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 be married to me. So let's go to the next level. Let's go to the next level. Now I, I know we, we've, we've all made mistakes, so I don't want anyone to feel guilty about where you are and the mistakes you married or, or married, you know, marriages that have failed. Some of you have heard my stories, that, you know, and that's <laughs> my, my, my third marriage. So, so you know, so don't I am not like I said, I am uh, not standing up here as the poster child of perfect. Okay, um, it just <laughs> you know, so so the thing is, is is, is you have to take on where, where are you at now, and and, and, and and from this day forward, don't be like every other man. Amen. Yes, sir. Right. Let's go to back to first Corinthians six. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And you can actually write down verses eleven through twenty. Hallelujah. Verse 11, And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you're sanctified, and you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful in me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meaning in the natural, I have the ability to do whatever I want. But you know what? I made a decision. I'm not going to be brought under the power of it. I'm not going to be brought... I've been washed by Jesus. I've been sanctified by Jesus. I've been justified by Jesus. You know, in the natural... I could probably do anything I wanted to do. But you know what? I'm not going to let it bring me under its power. Verse 13. Meats for the belly and belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication... but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Your body was not made... For sex, your body was made to honor God. Verse 14 And God hath raised both up the Lord and will also raise us up by his own power. Verse 15 Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What know you not that which is joined to a harlot is one body for two says he shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. And you are not your own for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. See, it's flee from this, but run to this. Flee fornication, but run to him. Run to God. Run to God. I love the word flee there. It means to run as if in terror. Run as if in terror, meaning your life depends upon this. I I, I need, I need to run from that, and I need to run. I need to flee from that, and I need to run to this. I need to flee this, and I need to run to Him. The moment those those temptations start, or in in recognize it and say, Holy Spirit, help me see, help me see what the enemy is trying to show me. Help me see the deception. Open my eyes. Let the eyes of my understanding be open to what he's trying to do, what he's trying to establish. So I can flee that and run to that. As men of heritage, I believe we're going to the next level. As men of heritage, I believe our eyes are being healed and you're getting getting your vision back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Run to the word. Run to the presence of the Lord. Rest in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and one thing that I want us to do tonight is I want us to take communion. You know, I, I believe one thing to run to when you're have battled, battling. You know, the enemy is trying to get you to to watch pornography or do this or or be fueled by your anger. Have the Holy Spirit stop right in the middle of of that temptation, of what you're doing, and say, you know what. Okay, come on, Satan. Come on, devil. All right, flesh. Come on, flesh. Come on, flesh. All right, come on, flesh. Come over here. All right, and let's go to the communion table. Let's go to the communion table. Let's let's go to the the table of where Jesus was beaten. let's Let's go to the table where he had stripes laid upon his back. Let's go to the table where he was punched in the face, where his beard was ripped out, where he was spit on, where he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for my iniquity. See, see, Satan, I want you to know that that I'm going to take communion because because Jesus took on that, so I don't have to do that. Jesus took on that, so I don't need to be in bondage to that. Come on now, you know uh, Edwin Lewis Cole. Uh, you know he uh, he was in a hotel room and he talks about how how the first uh, first time that he had had seen pornography and he was in the in in his um, he had his came up on his laptop or he had he was uh, doing some t- research researching some statistics and and saw different things and and man it's something that marked him he went to bed and he man he saw those images again he called and told his wife about it and and what the Lord told him to do he goes I want you to put your uh, I can't remember what he put he had something on one side and then he had um, what's that? Yeah, he yeah, had split screen, and the Bible was on one, or right. the Bible was on one side, and the pornography page was on the other. And he sat there with both of them up, and he took communion. And he said, "Lord, I'm never going to use this as an instrument Amen. to feed my flesh." Amen. And he took communion over it. Maybe there's some areas in your home that you need, maybe you need to take communion over your marriage bed. Take communion. You know, something my wife and I, we're probably on three weeks now, we, we, we take communion every night. There were some things that were for healing and, and some things like that. Not that we weren't standing in faith or believing. We were like, you know what? You know, and so there's things that have come up each day, not necessarily with us, but other people where, where at the end of the day, we take communion together. And you know what? And we lift this person before you. Get, okay, that, that, that family member here, that person in the church, you know what? Their, their marriage, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take communion on behalf of them. You know, we're going to take communion. We're going we're gonna to bring this to the, to the, 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 the Lord's table. And so maybe maybe you need to do it with your television. Maybe you need to do it, you know, in your in your car. Maybe you need to do it in your in your work. Maybe you need to do it over your phone. Maybe whatever it is. But but man, take communion and say, God, I want you involved in this aspect of my life. Every aspect of my life, I want you involved in this. Because I don't want to be deceived because I don't want to be conquered. Guys, let's go ahead and pass out the communion elements. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Brad, can you go ahead and put that song on while they're passing
3: those out? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See it at O'Coach. Are
2: broken Thank you, Jesus. Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. You, Jesus.
3: Hallelujah.
2: Have you come to the end Thank of your service?
3: Father, we come to the
0: communion table tonight.
2: Jesus
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the, the altar is a, they call it the killing place. It's a place where you bring your sacrifice. It's a place where you cut covenants. They would erect altars to worship. They would create altars for places where they experienced great victories. They would create uh, altars where, where they defeated people in battle. They would create altars where God moved miraculously and they would set up memorials. Ultimately, it was a place where... They would look at it as a place of where where something was changed, where something was established, where God had made himself real and made himself known.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you.
0: bring everything before you, Father, tonight. We bring our motives before you. We bring our weaknesses before you. We bring our past failures before you. We bring the images that that may come up and have plagued our mind. We bring those images of past relationships and past sexual encounters. We bring those before you. We bring everything before you. We bring our anger before you. We bring our marriage before you. We bring all substances before you. We bring negative thinking
3: before you. It's not
0: about us being perfect and but it's about us yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yielding to the righteousness. That you have called us. Because of your body and your blood. We are righteous. Thank you, Jesus. He who knew no sin. Became sin. That we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Not one of us stands here. Today condemned. Because we bring. What would make us condemned. And you took it. And we lay it at your feet. There's nothing that we possess that will cause us to be condemned any longer because you took
3: it. And we released it to you. So we thank you for your body. Thank you for your body. Thank you for deliverance in areas where we need where we need a deliverance. Healing where we needed healing. Restoring our eyesight where we need to see differently.
0: Hope for our future. Hope for future relationships. Hope for restoration. The godly relationship that you have.
3: Thank you, Father. We thank you for your body that was broken for us. We take of your body in Jesus' name.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
3: We thank you for the blood. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that your blood cries out mercy. Mercy. We've been washed. We've been cleansed. We've been justified because of the blood. We've been brought near by the blood. Thank you. That you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts
0: to understand. Hallelujah. Thank you. We run to the word. We run to the blood. We run to the, to the Holy Spirit. We run to the glory of God. We run to the presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you that as men, Father, we're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We're strong in the Lord and the power of His might because of the blood.
3: We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
2: Oh, thank
3: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Healing, healing, healing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, come to the altar,
2: the Father's
3: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you,
0: Father. I just had in my heart for just just start praying for one another. Just start praying for one another. I just saw just an image in my heart. Just saw you saw see, seeing each one of us pray for one another. Hallelujah! Just just place your hand on someone and just pray. Start praying over them. How you don't know what where they battle what they've gone through you don't know their past hallelujah but but deliverance just 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 joining your faith with theirs that that their life is being delivered that their life is be, be is stepping into a whole nother level of freedom <coughs> hallelujah hallelujah freedom freedom freedom. Hallelujah, freedom hallelujah freedom hallelujah freedom from the tormenting thoughts freedom freedom from the tormenting thoughts freedom Hallelujah, freedom, freedom, hallelujah, freedom from the same merry-go-round, freedom, hallelujah, freedom, hallelujah, hallelujah, I thank you that the enemy's back is broken in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, I declare the enemy is under our feet, I declare, hallelujah, hallelujah, that, that he will soon crush Satan under our feet, hallelujah, we have authority, every, every demonic force, every satanic and demonic force, Hallelujah. 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 Jesus made a show of him openly. Hallelujah. Every principality and every power and ruler in darkness. Hallelujah. Jesus defeated. Jesus defeated. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Jesus defeated and made a show of him openly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strength.
4: Strength. Strength coming into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, bro, Baba, Kateru, de 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 baia. Zeru de bebeki, anderu de bo, koshiongonde de de baia. Ero bo koshiongonde de rende, de de baia. Ibro stele de de de, bo koshiongonde de de baia. Ero bo koshiongonde de rende, de de de, Bosho, kote de de baia. Iro bo koshionde de de de, bo koshionkote de baia hallelujah where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty there's liberty there's liberty. there's liberty hallelujah there's liberty hallelujah free from all deception free from all deception hallelujah 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 we are more than conquerors to him who loved us we are more than conquerors to him that gave himself for us. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. Elo bosho robokotere de baia. Elo bosho ngonde renderle de de bosho kotere Zedede baia. Zere de 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 bosho kotere de baia. Ezende de bosho de baia. Brash de le de bosho Hallelujah Hallelujah mo sholono mo kondere de Boko bosco cotere de baia zerede de de na mashongonde de masia cotere de baia ene ne mato de bosco gondere de e de bosco cotere de e robosco cotere de bosso cotere de baia e la masho cotere de bassa e lo mo ko de baia zendele de bosco cotere de baia Zingele de de Hallelujah 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 Thank you Father Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Hallelujah 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 Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. The word says he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. 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 You have the DNA of a champion on the inside of you. You have the DNA of a champion. You have the DNA of the victorious one on the inside of you. Don't, don't look at yourself, well, well, my father was this way or my family was this way. My, no, you, you, you have been grafted into a new family. You have new DNA. You have a new genealogy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he's a champion. Hallelujah. He's a champion. He defeated. He defeated. Hallelujah. He was tempted in every point. He's a high priest. Hallelujah. That was touched with a feeling of iron. He was touched with all, and tempted in all points, yet without sin. He was tempted in those points. He was a high priest. And says so we need to go to the high, that high priest. We go to that high priest. We flee that and we run to our high priest. Amen. You received this word tonight. Amen. We'll give him a shout of praise.
4: Hallelujah.